Welcome to today's podcast. John Gonzalez here along with Amy Sherman from Michigan's Best Man Live.com. And Amy, we are in the middle of our search for Michigan's Best Inland Lake. We are thrilled to have gotten over 140 different individual lakes nominated for our search. I love that over 600 people sent in their nominations and we got everything from big famous lakes like Torch and Higgins and Houghton to little teeny tiny lakes um, that maybe are only accessible by a two track or hiking in places I've never heard of all around Michigan. And I I know that both of us have written about how Michigan has over 11,000 inland lakes, which is just crazy to me. We are, we are just a water state. I don't know if you knew that or not. Uh, but joining us, uh, we need an expert to talk to, right, Amy? And uh, joining us right now is Jordan Bilek. He is from the DNR. In fact, his official title is Waterways Development Program Manager for the Michigan DNR. Uh, Jordan, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. Well, we are thrilled to talk to you. We're, we're going to talk to you a little bit about your, your personal story, but what is it exactly that you do for the, the DNR in your position? Boy, you know, sometimes <laughs> that's a struggle to respond to. Uh, you know, and I guess in a nutshell, my focus is in planning and development for our public recreational boating facilities, DNR administered facilities. Uh, we have around 19 state harbors around the Great Lakes. And then we have uh, probably close to a thousand, uh, we call boating access sites for folks to launch their boat that are located on uh, uh, Great Lakes, in the lakes, rivers, various sizes. And uh, my focus is working with our planning staff out in the field. I'm positioned in Lansing, but we have folks all around the state that work on planning and development for any repairs, improvements, design, rehabilitation, things like that. And I provide basically assistance and consistency in that planning and design aspect, as well as delving into the kind of the capital improvement and funding dollars uh, uh, process and selection too. So, so what um, what makes a state harbor? Are those only found on the Great Lakes? Yeah. So going back in history, uh, the state harbor program actually was started. Uh, uh, in support of and really in partnership with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. So back in the uh, 1940s, uh, about 1947 actually, was basically the, the, the creation of our, our waterways program and really our waterways uh, commission. It's is a, actually a commission that's uh, appointed by the governor and they provide advisory uh, information to the department uh, uh, when it comes to our recreational boating facilities. And, and so but that, that initial 1947 uh, uh, start actually was uh, in partnership with the Army Corps of Engineers who already had what are called designated harbors of refuge around the Great Lakes. Uh, uh, and just for that, you know, places for people to go in as a point of refuge to get out of storms, uh, to have an opportunity to kind of make better connections between land and water. Uh, and also part of it, you know, that's the creational boating side, but there's in a lot of those uh, harbors, there's actually a twofold benefit because it actually also supports uh, the commercial industry, uh, you know, freighters carrying different freight and things like that for business. Um, and that's a big part too. And so that was really how the, the, the harbor system that we deal with uh, began is that partnership. And so uh, a lot of those, you know, the Corps of Engineers provided a lot of the break wall and dredging uh, uh, infrastructure and support. And then when working with them, we, uh, you know, with our own, through our own facilities, I said state harbors, and really even through 
uh, partnerships with local, we call them grant and aid communities, uh, using state waterways dollars to develop these marina facilities and support infrastructure. Jordan, we know that Michigan ranks third in the number of watercraft registrations across the country. This is part of our identity as a state, is it not? Oh, yes, very much. I mean, we're, we're proud of the fact that we're right up there in watercraft registrations. We are, uh, I mean, we are peninsulas, you know, we're, a, we're just a couple of states that are, you know, stuck in the middle of a bunch of water, you know, <laughs> and so boating is, is a big thing. Uh, water use, uh, fishing, boating, anything that has to do with water access is a, it's a big deal in Michigan. And uh, not to say that that isn't in a number of other states as well, but I mean, we take a lot of pride in that and, and we have a lot of great support, not only from the folks within Michigan, but folks that come from other states to enjoy our waters. Ohio is pretty jealous of us, I know. But um, Jordan, <laughs> how, how did you get involved with the DNR? What, what is your background and what, what cre- what's created kind of your love of Michigan water? Boy, you know what? I would say I got involved with the DNR maybe by accident. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I, I graduated from college back in 2004 from Michigan State. And, go uh, green. Actually, yes, that's right. Go green, go white. So <laughs> I graduated with a bachelor in landscape architecture. And, uh, um, and I, you know, I think a lot of my peers at the time, a lot of my classmates probably did a lot of them, uh, went into more of the private sector work, which is pretty common to go and work for a design firm and things like that. And, uh, you know, this, and I say by accident because I, I actually had, um, uh, um, you know, a wife of mine at the time, uh, actually alerted me to this job opportunity. I said, well, why not check it out? And I'll be honest with you. I mean, uh, not to play dumb here, but I did not know the, the depth of the DNR at the time. Um, you know, I think, and maybe a lot of people share that in some ways they think, oh yeah, the DNR, you know, that's fishing and hunting and wow, to have my mind blown, it is so much more, you know, beyond just that. And, and beyond just the fact that the DNR has, you know, in addition to the, the recreation of the great trail systems and state parks and recreation areas and boating facilities and things like that, we've got We've got, you know, essentially biologists and scientists, you know, that are looking at flora and fauna and vegetation and trees and fish and habitats and water quality. It's a, it's a pretty, uh, uh, you know, lack of a better way to put it, mind-blowing uh, uh, array of experts in the DNR that really, you know, follow that public trust doctrine of ensuring that we have uh, these natural resources and these public recreational resources out there uh, entrusted to the state to protect for uh, use by the public um, for outdoor recreation. So, um, as I said, it was by accident, but I, you know, I, I was able to um, uh, kind of find that and take that information. And uh, fortunately, I was selected for on the inter- to be interviewed. And uh, I, you know, the rest is history. I got the job, and um, you know, it, and I haven't turned back since. So it's been a it's been a great experience. Jordan, did you, did you grow up on the water or in a boat? No, no, I would say tactically no and no. Um, I grew up up uh, in Northeastern lower Michigan, a little town of Harrisville and, but I, and Harrisville is Britain Lake Huron, but I grew up about two miles inland on a farm. So my background experience is more out, you know, outside on the farm and things like that. And, you know, the water was close by, but we didn't have a boat, you know, we did a little canoeing here and there, maybe a little fishing, but not, not much. So I was very green coming to the DNR in a lot of ways. Um, so, so it, it was, but it's been a great experience. I have, you know, we have 
kayaks now. Uh, we have a boat now in the family. We go out, you know, a number of times throughout the year and enjoy all that. So it's a, it's just great opportunities to, to, I guess, uh, see myself grow into enjoying and doing those kinds of things now. And with a family and kids and stuff, it's, it's a, they're just great family experiences to go out and enjoy the water on a boat. That's fantastic. Do you have a favorite inland lake in Michigan to enjoy, or do you have several now that you've kind of, you and your family and your kids have come to enjoy? Boy. The, the lakes won't be jealous if you pick, you know, <laughs> no, one over the know, other. And, 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 and everybody says, you know, oh, the Houghton Lake and the Higgins Lake and things like that, you know, and those are great lakes. I, you know, I've been on those lakes. I, well, I've been on, you know, in a boat on Higgins Lake a few times and on Houghton Lake, I've been there. I don't know if I've been on the boat on there, but they are great lakes. They're, they're not great lakes, but I mean, they're, they're nice. <laughs> they're, they're big lakes. There's a lot of opportunity out there and mm. a lot of different things you can do. A lot of public land around both of them. So they're just a lot of great connection and things. Um, you know, I, and maybe it's through my, my wife now is, you know, she's brought me on to, uh, because of a family cottage that she has on Crystal Lake, which is over in Benzie County. Oh, love, love I, lake, I have yeah. found that, you know, you don't hear about it much and, and maybe that's not a bad thing. I don't know. No, um, it's, it's a great, I think it's just under 10,000 acres. Uh, you know, it's, I think the, maybe the 11th or 12th or something like that, maybe 10th largest in the lake in the state, but it's a beautiful lake, sandy bottom. Uh, it's got great depth. So a lot of different kinds of fish swimming opportunities, things like that. Uh, um, obviously it's got some, you know, we just developed a, a, a public boating access site there about, uh, oh, eight, 10 years ago. Um, that's a great uh, um, facility there. And, and it's got a lot of connections, you know, you can, I, I know we've gone, you know, you get in the boat and head on down to uh, Beulah and park at the docks there and walk into town, you know, and go to a restaurant or something. And that, that's a great thing to have too. Um, and so, you know, maybe that, that, that's, I guess, you know, one that I, that I kind of liked and, and even, you know, it depends sometimes on the experience because just, just, you know, some to just get out and canoe and kayak on too. some of your smaller lakes are, are just as good, if not better, you know, you get kind of out there and you throw a pole in the water. I, you know, I've taken my kids out to uh, a little lake called Muskrat Lake. Uh, which is uh, north of Lansing, probably about uh, 15, 20 miles. And it's just a small little kind of hidden lake. But, you know, it's, it's, a, it's just kind of a cool experience to get out there. It's a pretty quiet place. And they like to get out there on their kayaks and throw out a pole from the kayak. And, and uh, you know, but there's a lot of opportunities. I mean, I, I could kind of go on about some of the lakes, but, you know, some of the benefits too, again, I talk about is, um, your location, your size, things like that, but the connection to other water bodies. So people talk about the inland waterway up in the northern tip of lower Michigan, where you take the, uh, you know, the um, from Lake Huron to Sheboygan River through Sheboygan into Mullet Lake, Mullet Lake into Indian River, Indian River into Burt Lake and Burt Lake to, you know, down the river there up to um, Crooked Lake. And, you know, just some really cool experiences there too, you know, and places to stop off there's state parks along some of those lakes and you've got the kind of a unique experience of going through the Sheboygan lock uh and, and kind of going through that system so there's some cool opportunities in that area too well Jordan we like that you said that about um the inland waterway because we highly recommend that people take a little trip on um the river through mullet lake and stuff like that to get to the hack matack 
our pick for Michigan's yes. most iconic restaurant. It's right there, Riverside. It's amazing. Um, but that whole chain is so much fun. And, there, and there's multiple examples of that through Michigan, which is what I like. It, that, that isn't a one and done. There are multiple chains of lakes throughout Michigan, which, which are so much fun to explore. Now, Jordan, what kind of advice would you give to our readers about boating access this year in Michigan? Are there any new um, changes maybe to licensing with, with the pandemic and COVID? Is there anything new about um, etiquette at boat ramps with um, the situation right now? Or are things changing minute by minute? I, I think you hit it. Things are changing. You know, you, you hear now just in the last week or so changes in the CDC. And I believe the state has followed suit about you know, if you're vaccinated or not and what that allows you to do indoors or outdoors and who with and things like that. So things are changing. Obviously, a year ago, it was a whole different environment. This was new. This was new for us and for anyone in the world, you know, and we really had to, uh, there was a lot of quick thinking, but a lot of careful analysis behind the scenes too, to really understand, you know, what does this mean and how do we protect the public as best as we can, but still provide recreation? Geez. And then what happened last year? We had a boom in recreation. I mean, people can't hang out with each other. So what do they do? They go out on their own with their own you know, family and go out and recreate, get on a boat, go to a park, do things like that. And wow, we saw numbers pick up and it was like, this is awesome. You know, I hope this continues on post pandemic to see that there's some great opportunities. And, 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 you know, obviously a pandemic is, is, is never a good thing, but if there was a, if there was a, maybe just a little positive with it, it was that maybe it opened up some other opportunities that, that, we didn't have, you know, maybe it got the kids off the video game systems, you know, to get out there and, you know, see out there what, what's outside your window kind of thing. So, I mean, rule changes and things like that, you know, I, I, I'm probably not the best person when it gets into the rules and regulations and things like that, but I will say that boating has picked up. We're hoping that numbers continue this year to keep, to stay up and our reservations at our harbors stays up in our parks and continue to get great use at our boating access sites. You know, again, as we follow along, yeah, things are going to be kind of morphing and shifting and changing based on case levels, vaccine availability, vaccine distributions, things like that. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can, you know, we're, we're getting there. We're slowly returning to a somewhat of a form of normal life. And hopefully we can continue that, except I don't mind the fact that we've had a bit of a boom in the recreational industry. So let's keep that rolling forward. <laughs> well, I, I would agree with you, uh, Jordan. Uh, we, the, uh, the whole impact of uh, Michigan and outdoor uh, and the boating industry as well. In fact, I didn't realize that uh, the boating impact on Michigan's economy is about $7.8 billion dollars which is incredible that's and, crazy and i think also you know when with the pandemic it, it even adds more to that i have a friend that, that ordered a boat i think this winter he's still hoping to get it on on the water this summer so uh, we hear these stories every day but i think it's great thank you for joining us today is there any more anything we should add or anything you want to add where can people get more information about the dnr and the waterways or the boating industry boy you know i, I could you know there's always michigan.gov uh, backslash DNR. And then we do have a couple of different kind of boating or waterways sites. If people want to get a little more information out there, we have a uh, michigan.gov uh, backslash boating, which has uh, information not only about facilities and links to facilities and things like that, but it gets, it also has some enforcement and rules and policy, things like that in there too. And then we also have another one. It's uh, michigan.gov uh, slash uh, 
DNR waterways, I believe. And that probably gets a little more into the intimate side of projects we work on, uh, various endeavors we work on, some studies and things like that. So yeah, there's a lot of different resources out there. Um, and then the last one, um, you know, we do have, and, and I, the website for it, unfortunately, is difficult to, to, to say because it's a lot of garble, but we are working to change that. Um, but we have, still have a system out there. It's called the Michigan Recreational Boating Information System, if you just Google that. Um, and that, that's a, that right now, and again, it's in transition. We're looking to replace that with a different system here probably in the next year or so. Uh, but that is something that uh, does still have a lot of good information about where can you find a public boating access site? Where can you find one of those, you know, public state sponsored harbors on the Great Lakes? Uh, information about that information. If you want to go to a particular lake, uh, find out if there's a launch on it, what kind of fish it might have, things like that. Uh, uh, information on where to find that, directions, uh, fish finder, stuff like that. So, yeah, that's, a, that's something that the folks may want to check out just to see. Uh, and, and I believe that is also linked through some of the, through uh, uh, the boating, michigan.gov slash boating website too. So yeah, have the folks check that out. That sounds super helpful. I love the idea of being able to look up by the lake, what the access is and what fish I might possibly be able to catch. <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. Oh my gosh, Jordan, you are a font of information about Michigan's lakes, whether they're inland or great. And we super appreciate you sharing your expertise with us. All right, well, thank you for having me on today. Absolutely. Hey, if you guys are listening and you want to get more information about Michigan's best or Michigan's best inland lakes, head to MLive.com.